a lot of us are stuck. Uh, or we feel stuck. Uh, but it's time to go for it. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, we're, we're going to go in here today. <clears throat> um, yeah, last week we hung around the book of Psalms. And uh, this week I want to look at... Uh, Exodus, amen, Exodus chapter 14, if you have it, uh, if you don't have it, should be on the screen, Exodus chapter 14, um, if you stand for the reading of God's word, um, the Bible says that Ezra preached from morning to, to evening. And the people stood for the reading of God's word. Amen. Exodus chapter 14. Um, I'll just kind of give you the backdrop real quick. Children of Israel, uh, is leave, they're leaving Egypt. Um, God orchestrated it through Moses to lead his people out. Tell your neighbor, it ain't going to be easy, though. A lot of things that you're trying to go for is not going to be easy. You may get your freedom, but you're not free until God says you're free. A lot of us prematurely celebrate Amen. Before we go, before we are truly delivered. And I believe that's where we drop our guards. God through Moses has shown Pharaoh who's who. The last plague to come on them was the angel of death. That's where we got the Passover from. The angel of death passed over every home that had the blood on the doorpost. Now, Pharaoh and his people are financing, amen, their exodus. That's what the word exodus means. The word exodus means exit in the Hebrew. All right, so they're leaving Egypt after 430 years of slavery. I'm going somewhere. Can you imagine what you can happen to you if you're in a place for so long where you're actually conditioned to a slave mentality? There's no hope. There's no joy. There's no peace. You, this is your life and this is what you've accepted. But God is bringing them out. And we find ourselves now in verse 13 of chapter 14. Amen. But Moses said to the people, do not what? Fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you will never see them again forever. The Lord. Oh, come on, help me somebody. The Lord. I'm going to say it one more time. The Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Verse 15. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the sons of Israel, go for it. Tell your neighbor, go for it. That's what I want to talk about this morning. Go for it. Amen. Are you up for the challenge? Last week I told you when I started this series, we came from the angle of the fact that life is short. That's a good reason to go for it. God has promised us 70 years. That's it. After 70, everything you're in, as Benny uh, so eloquently uh, pointed out to me, 
we're in overtime. Anything after 70 is overtime. So how many of you in overtime today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You ain't, you ain't no overtime. There are four quarters in life. And here are the four quarters I brought up last week. Ages 1 to 17 is quarter 1. Ages 18 to 34 is quarter 2. Ages 35 to 54 is quarter 3. And the fourth quarter is 55 to 70. You and I have what God has promised us four quarters of life. Amen. You don't get no more. And anything you get after that is grace and mercy. Anything after that, I'm going to say it one more time. I should have a few folk in here shouting because you in grace and mercy. I should have a few folk in here that can testify. Amen. All may not be good, but I'm in overtime right now. Amen. And that's the thing about life. Life is short. And and if you don't go for it now, when will you go for it? If you keep coming up with excuses, amen, I need enough money. That's our main thing. I need more money. Amen. I, I, I need a better job. I need a better situation. I need a better this. I need a better that. And And what those are are excuses. Because every person in this room... You have a purpose in life. An old man told me yesterday, he said, he said, he said, it's not joy. There's a difference between joy and enjoy. Oh, Lord have mercy. There's a difference between joy and enjoy. Amen. Joy, the Lord can give you. But you still got to enjoy it. And a lot of us are not enjoying life. Because we're stuck. Amen. We're stuck in our excuses. We're, we're stuck in a lot of different things. But oftentimes when we think about what we want to do and what we're actually doing, it may become frustrating. Because we feel limited. Because we may lack resources. Because we may lack confidence. We may, amen. But, but in order for us to go for it, Amen. We got to have some faith. We have to have trust. Amen. I'm not sure what quarter you're in, but tell your neighbor, time is running out. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to enjoy the latter days. Amen. I don't want to have to be working no part-time job at 60. Lord have mercy. I just stepped on somebody's toes right there. Amen. Listen, listen. And if you're not wise now, I'm going there. I'm going there. I'm going there in a couple of weeks. I'm going there. Watch this. If you're not wise now, listen. And, and young people, y'all think y'all got all the time in the world. Because I've been there. I thought I had all, all next week, tomorrow. And we keep putting off what we could do today. Tell your neighbor that's procrastination. Tell your neighbor procrastination is the thief of time. Amen. 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 I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you are operating in the quarter that you in. But the question is today, are you ready for the challenge? Are you ready? Are you ready to go beyond the norm? Are you ready to stretch yourself? Come on, somebody. Are you ready to face the impossible? Do I have anybody? Now, I'm not just saying this. I'm talking about we got to ask ourselves a question. Are we ready to do this? Listen, a lot of us like life the way it is now. You know, everything is cool. Bills are paid. Everything is good. You understand what I'm saying? And here's the thing, saints. The question is, are you just satisfied, amen, with the ordinary? Or are you ready to see God do something? extraordinary in your life are you ready are you ready to come out of slavery to self come on somebody slavery to bad thinking 
slavery to bad ideas. Come on, somebody. Slavery to failure. See, the children of Israel, they went in there free and then they ended up becoming slaves. How are they going to turn the... T- How do you go into a place and own it and now you working for them? Y'all ain't trying to hear me. How do they buy the place from you? And how did you become the employee when you was the owner? That just don't make no sense, y'all. That just don't make no sense. Amen. Moses had an issue. Moses grew up on the rough side of the mountain. But he had a good life. He grew up in the palace. He saw someone mistreating one of his, one of his brothers and he committed murder. God sent him to the other side of the mountain. Amen. On the other side of the mountain to the university of wilderness to teach him how to pastor. A lot of us are in the wilderness right now, but God is preparing you for something. Come on, somebody. I know it's dry there right now. I know it doesn't make any sense there right now, but maybe God is teaching you some stuff. Can I tell you something? As much as the devil may have tried to convince you that you've messed up beyond repair, tell your neighbor, God can use me again. Come on and help me, somebody. God can use you. And he can use you for his glory. Are you with me? Amen. In chapter 12, verse 40, it says, Now the time that the sons of Israel lived in Egypt was 430 years. God raised up a deliverer in Moses. God showed the people and Pharaoh his power. God brings them out, right? God is getting ready to deliver them. And this is what happened. God says, now, I'm not going to take you the easy route. You know why? Because you may see your enemies and you may get scared and run back. Lord have mercy. You ever did that? You ever say you were about to do something, right? I'm I'm going for it. (laughs) I'm going for it, right? And the moment you go for it, something hits you and you go right back into your shell. Come on, come on. God said, listen, I want y'all delivered. But here's the thing about God, y'all. The thing about God is this, that the route that he took them was impossible. So he took them down and around past Mount Nebo. Bring them to what's called the Red Sea. Now, I don't know about you. Amen. But when you get to your Red Sea experiences in life, I'm talking about the Red Sea. I'm talking about looking at a situation and there's no way out. God leads you to a place where it seemed, first of all, I would have rather went the other way. Amen. But he brought them to the Red Sea. Pharaoh let them go and financed their trip. I want to tell you something. Just because it's hard doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Just because, it's, just because God delivers you doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Amen. Just because it's hard, it doesn't mean you can't go for it. Look at how hard their lives were. They spent 430 years in slavery. Now God says, I'm going to let y'all go. And then they bumped up to the Red Sea. Here they are before the Red Sea. And you know what God did after that? <coughs> let me tell you what God did. Look at verse 8. This, 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 this message here, this, this whole, uh, historical data here doesn't, doesn't make, tell you, it just don't make no sense. See, I believe that that's what's up with some of us. We want it to make sense before we going to go out on, oh Lord Jesus. It's gotta, it's all the dots gotta be uh, dotted and I's gotta be dotted and T's gotta be crossed and. You follow what I'm saying? And the Ray Ray got to have, be there with you and all that kind of stuff. Amen. You want security. And God says, "Uh uh-uh, you got to trust me. You got to trust me. And trusting me, amen, is going to be the key to getting you out of this. I know where you're going. 
I know it's time for you to go. Let me ask you something. Isn't it time for you to go? I'm just, I'm just asking. Aren't you, aren't you tired of being in the same place? Aren't you tired of being mistreated? Come on, somebody. Talked about, lied on. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. And, and you don't think that you have what it takes. But God is not looking for ability. He's looking for loyalty. He wants to know that the next difficult situation that you run into, you're not going to run from him. You're going to run to him. Because maybe he orchestrated it to be just like, oh, come on and help me somebody. We want an easy life. Oh, Lord Jesus. We want, I'm going to say it one more time. We want a gravy life. We want life just to be so cool and easy with no problems. I don't want that kind of life. Amen. I take my seasons of testing. I thank God that when they come, I I, I can sometimes recognize them. But I didn't recognize that tire test this week. Amen. Until yesterday. And I said, I'm not going to trip. I'm going to trust. Tell your neighbor, don't trip, trust. Amen. Trust God. Don't trip. And so, and so look at verse eight. It says, and, uh, the Lord, now this is the part. Now, if I was God and I'm not, I wouldn't have write that in there. God took blame and responsibility for all of this. Come on, somebody. A lot of us are saying, why God? Why God? Why God be like this? Stop asking why and ask who. Mm-hmm. Who? Why is it so hard? No, 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 no. Who's making it hard? Is it you, God? Okay. So that means if you're making it hard for me, you got a plan to deliver me. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. Look what he said. Look what he said. Look what he said. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. The king of Egypt. And he what? Now listen. He had let them go. But he had to change the heart. And he started chasing them down. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Those people that come against you. Come on. Come on. It's to get you out of your comfort zone. Amen. Watch the text. The text says. And he chased after the sons of Israel. As the sons of Israel were going out. What? See they had gotten comfortable. They were going out boldly. They were like, yeah, we done. Woo, we free. We out of here. But you know what they didn't know was coming ahead? They didn't know the Red Sea was before. See, they, they listen, they thought that they were free. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm trying to help somebody. Listen, God is, listen, the only way you can go for it If there's an impossibility before you and that impossibility, amen, strengthens your faith, that impossibility brings you to a place of dependence on God. Do I have a witness? Look look what he said. Then the Egyptians chased after them and with all their what? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they gone and they were camping out and all that. Amen. Now look, look at verse, look at verse, uh, look at verse 10. It says, as Pharaoh drew near, the sons of Israel looked and behold, the Egyptians were marching. What were they doing? They were marching what? Uh-huh. And, and they became what? So the sons of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, watch this. Is it because there were no graves in Egypt? That you have taken to die in the wilderness. See, uh, let me me, me just say this. Uh, Let me me give you a point real quick. Put the first point. First of all, let me just say this. Don't let the difficulties, amen, cause you to declare defeat. First time we hit a hit a bump. That's it. I mean, there ain't no graves in Egypt. We, I mean, come on, y'all. 
Why? Look, look what they're asking. Why have you dealt with us in this way, bringing us out of Egypt? First of all, you were, you were suffering in Egypt. It's amazing how we forget the condition we were in before when things get hard, when you take that leap of faith. A lot of us take the leap of faith, then we want to blame God. Come on, somebody. If it gets hard, that means God's getting ready to do something miraculous. Watch the text. The text says, is it that, is, is this not the word we spoke to you in Egypt saying, leave us alone? And that we may serve the Egyptians for it would be better for us to what? Serve the Egyptians. Hallelujah. Than to serve, serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. You know what a lot of us are, are into? Survival mode. All we, 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 that's why we don't have faith because it's all about us. They weren't thinking about the God that turned the Nile River into blood. They, they weren't thinking about all of the death angels that came over the camp. They had forgotten all about that in two or three days. See, I believe that the reason we can't go for it because we've already declared. And here's, here's the one thing I want to tell you. Don't lash out at your leader. Amen. We get mad. Pastor told me, he told me to tithe. I ain't seeing nothing. Ain't nothing happening. I'm still broke. That's why you're broke. Because of that attitude you got right there. You got to do this thing by faith. Don't lash out at me. Don't lash out at your leader. But here's another thing. Ready for the next thing? Look at your language. Pay attention to your talk. Amen. Look, graves, we're going to die. Why? Leave us alone. Serve the Egyptians. Words have power. And if you're not careful, you'll talk your way out of and give you another excuse, excuse rather than to go for it, to go backwards. Tell your neighbor, we're going forward. Tell your neighbor, don't give up so easily. Without difficulties, you'll never find out what's really in you. Come on and say amen. And I'm ready. I'm ready to go forward. I'm not looking at no bank account. I'm not looking at what it looked like. I'm going for it. Because guess what? I'm not going to declare defeat the moment that something gets hard. And that's what happens to most of us saints. We get scared and we go right back in our box. God says you can go, you can go further. Come on somebody. Look at verse 13. He says, and, but Moses said to the people, yo, do not what? So, so the next thing is, for the first thing is what? Don't let the, that difficulties cause you to declare defeat. But the second thing is this. Don't let fear. Man, I'm shaking in my boots. But if you let the devil see you shake, he going to sift you. Uh-huh. Listen, fear is the opposite of faith. And let me bring you in the Bible real quick. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And they that come to God must believe. See, a lot of us are doubting God's immutability. We're doubting his veracity. We're doubting his essence. We're doubting God's attributes. That he's all-knowing. Come on, somebody. That he's everywhere at the same time. Come on, somebody. That he is Alpha and Omega. See, don't start, don't let fear cause you to forget who God is. They're asking to go back to Egypt. Amen. And God says, y'all got to go forward. But fear sets in. Oftentimes, our fear paralyzes us. We may say that we're not afraid, but the truth is we're scared. And you know what? I'd rather be scared with a little bit of faith. Can I tell you something? It ain't a lot of faith that God wants from you. He wants a little bit of mustard seed faith. Do you know how big a mustard seed is? About that small. And he says, if you have faith, the size of a, oh, come on, help me somebody. 
Tell your neighbor, we going for it. Tell your neighbor, I'm up for the challenge. Now watch this. Here's how you can really tell. Tomorrow morning when you hit that brick wall. Tomorrow morning when you hit that bump in the road. And you talk about, no, nah, I ain't going for it no more. <laughs> I'm going back to eat. Some of us are going back. And I want to help somebody. You can't go forward if you're going back. He says, if you have faith, the size. Oh, I thank God for my weakness this morning. <clears throat> I thank God that even in my weakness in preaching, I feel strong. I thank God that he can deliver a word through a weak vessel. I thank God that my fear may cause me to be discouraged. But I'm no longer going to be discouraged. I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning. Matter of fact, when I leave here today, I'm going to leave here with a little bit more faith. I'm going to trust and believe that he who began a good work in me will in no wise finish it. The God that created the universe is the God that can bring me through this Red Sea experience. Do I have a witness in here? Do I have anybody in here that knows what I'm talking about? That when it gets tough sometimes, that when you're ready to throw in the towel, when friends let you down, when family turn their back on you, you can say, God, I'm going to trust you because it's you is all I have. All I have is God. Hallelujah. Don't be dismayed. Don't be discouraged. God ain't through with you yet. And I want to help somebody with something. The longer you stay in captivity, amen, the longer you develop a slave mentality, a mentality that is wrapped up in bondage. The Bible says we are destroying speculation and every lofty thing that raises itself against the knowledge of God. And we are taking Every thought. See, I was free before they even let me go. Because you can have my body, but you can't have my mind. See, because in my mind, I'm free. And once you get your mind free, your body will follow. Do I have a witness? Moses said, don't y'all, don't, don't, listen. A lot of us are afraid. That's what the real, you talk big and bad, but you scared. You ain't got to be scared, Greg. You ain't got to be scared. We scared, man. We, 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 we're petrified because the dollars don't add up. Right? The, the coins don't add up. But listen, who owns the coins? The Bible says God owns the cattle. The earth is the Lord's. I'm trying to help somebody in here. Hey, hey, hey. Maybe I'm helping me. Amen. You know, I tried to talk my way out early. I tried to talk myself out of it early, but the Lord wouldn't even let me do that. He said, you better quiet that noise. Quit trying to talk yourself out of stuff just because you ain't got some money. Can I tell you something? When you got favor, you don't need money. And how many people I got in here got favor? Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. When you got the favor of God. Amen. You you know, he says weeping may endure for a night. Give weeping a one night stand. Cry, but don't cry no more. You got to stand up and face that thing. Don't let that thing defeat you. Don't let that Red Sea defeat you. But, but it was before the Red Sea. They allowed the Egyptians to cause them to be afraid and cause them to say, man, man, did I tell y'all leave me alone? Leave me. They wasn't talking like that in Egypt. 
Y'all remember when we were talking big? We were talking big. We were big talking. We were biggity. You know what I mean? Somebody know what I'm talking about when I say biggity. You understand what I'm saying? We were talking big talk until it was time to put their feet before you. Yeah, uh-uh, no, nah, mm, I changed my mind. What happened? I, 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 it ain't the right time. I, I prayed about it. You didn't pray about nothing. Not only did you just lie, but you lie on the Lord. Talking about you prayed. If you prayed, you should, you should, come on. If you pray, you got, you go for it. Look what he says next. Look what he says next. Look what he says next. Verse 13, he says, now don't be, don't, don't fear. Stand by. Now the King James said, stand still. See, here's the thing. Some of us think we got to do something. He says, stand still. And what? Oh, Lord have mercy. You know what the problem is? A lot of us don't stay around long enough. We come to church for a few months and think it's going to change. But if you stay long enough, God will get deep down into the real part of you. Oh, I thank God for changing my heart. Oh, I was a wretch undone. Y'all ain't trying to hear me. I was far. Yeah. But then the master. Hey. He says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. Tell your neighbor today. For the Egyptians whom you see. Today, look what he said. You will never see them again. What? You know what forever means? You, you know what the problem is with us? We like to fight. For real. We like to retaliate. We want to go to work and act a fool, tell everybody, I'm running this joint. You ain't running nothing. They can rid you in a minute. You know what I said? That's Ebonics. Rid you in a minute. You are replaceable. Okay? And I know that nasty boss keep giving you a hard time. But listen, God can get rid of them forever. But here's what the problem is. The next thing is this. Don't let fear discourage you, but don't let doubt cause you to miss. You know when he says, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, what he's saying? Stand still and see the deliverance of the Lord. Stand still and see the security of the Lord. Stand still and see the victory. You ain't staying around long for the victory lap. Are you with me? We declare defeat and then we retreat. Stay around a little while. Serve a little bit. Come on, help me somebody. Come on, help. I know what you're doing is important. I get it. I understand. But how can you expect to receive from something from God when you don't serve him? Uh, you dating him. Mm-hmm. When you serve him, you, now you're intimate with him. Let me say this. Those that are standing in your way of your destiny, you ain't got to fight with them. Because you'll never see him again. But if you let doubt, God said, listen, y'all stop all that crying. You didn't cry too much, too long. Give your weeping a one night stand. Watch me work. Watch, listen, all, listen, can you imagine this? Can you imagine, listen, listen to this. God says to them, stand still 
And what? Don't lose focus. See, but we don't stay around long enough. Those that are standing in your way, but listen, but if you go for it, you'll see how powerful he is. I stand in awe. I'm telling you, y'all, I stand in awe. I remember what I was before, y'all. I wasn't no bad guy, but I was a sinner. That made me a bad guy. (laughs) You understand what I'm saying? And nothing is impossible for God. But when I look at my life now, I can enjoy. I don't have to have a whole lot of money to have security. What, what, What are you doing? He says, stand still. And somebody here, you're just moving around. Just, you're bouncing. <laughs> Amen. You won't set roots. Oh, I got you. I got you. Go ahead and say ouch. Go ahead and say ouch. Y'all ain't saying amen. Say ouch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you, cause you're jumping around. You're moving around too much. You, you, you keep, you, you know what I'm saying? You won't sit still and see God's work because you want one of them McDonald's drive through God. You know, when you drive through and you say, pray for me. And, and then they pray for you. And, and you think the prayer going to be answered by the time you drive through. Stand, tell your neighbor, stand still. Tell your neighbor, you got to go for it. But you got to stand still. Tell your neighbor, you got to keep your eyes. See, a lot of us are missing God because we're looking down rather than looking up. Listen, can I ask you a question? Can, can you see whether that was God or you? If you're not familiar with how God works, then you won't know it's God. I wish I had somebody. And can I tell you something? Before the enemy strikes, if you go for it, he'll set you up so that when he does strike, it won't be no surprise to you. What happened to these people? Seriously. 430 years in slavery, right? And then they bumped against something. And then they looked back. See, that's... Oh, Lord Jesus. You, you, you know what? You know what I believe? I believe that's what the issue is with most of us. You need to get over him, boo. He gone. He done moved on. Amen. Come on. Come on. That job, they done replaced you. That See, they done got five other people since you. Because you were doing such a good job. You understand? <laughs> Come on. Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. This is for real, y'all. The, the problem is we keep wanting where God, where God delivered you from. And you're thinking, man, we used to be balling before this. You wasn't balling because guess what? If you were balling, you still have it. And you know who gave you that? Satan. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Oh, Lord, have mercy. You got drunk on the the master's Kool-Aid. He spiked that stuff. Okay, okay. They were in what? Slavery. Before you came to Christ, you were enslaved to what? Sin. And the lust of this world. And everything you gathered up before Christ was from the master. I wish I had somebody. And when you lost it all, the real master stepped in. And say what you really need. I can give it to you. But you got to wait your turn, boo. You you got you just got in the race. You just stepped in in line. Come on somebody. You want everybody to wait on you. Listen, you just got free. You got to learn how to praise. You got to learn how to pray. 
got to learn how to fast. You got to learn how to rejoice. You got to learn how to go through suffering. You got to learn all that stuff before you get privileges. Amen. See, people say, uh, 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 "I'm gonna get God gonna give you back what the devil stole." If he if he put his hand on, I don't want it no more. Watch this. You ready for this? That's why that man ain't no good for you no more because the devil got his hand on him. The devil stole him. You you feel what I'm saying? Why would you want someone that... You can keep that. Tell you now, I'm going for it. Tell you now, I'm going for a new life. I'm going for a new destiny. I'm going to higher heights. Amen. And I'm doing it with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to share something with some of y'all. Amen. I got 53 seconds. <laughs> Look at verse 14. This is the part that gets me right here. Uh, y'all are strong people, man. <laughs> But that's what the problem is. You got to get the fight out of you. Stop. Stop. Stop it. Just stop. Put your hand down. Take the gloves off. You got a God. That disobedient husband. First Peter chapter three. Come on. Come on. First Peter chapter three. You can win him without a word. By your behavior. That means you got to become godly. You see. Stop fighting. And stop fighting because watch this. Ephesians six says our battle. Is not against flesh and blood. You think you're fighting a a flesh and blood, a people battle. He says, but it's against powers and principalities in high places. Listen, if you can't, if you know nothing about the spiritual, how can you fight? Come on. He says, the Lord will fight for you while you what? Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, look. Say, neighbor, look. I tell your neighbor, for real, tell your neighbor, look. Be quiet. Time to be quiet. All you do is complain. Complain about what you don't have. Complain about this. You're insecure with yourself. You keep talking about yourself. You keep lying to yourself. You just, 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 just be quiet. Just, just be quiet for a minute. No, he said, be still, but be quiet. That's why you all riled up, angry, upset. And you know what it is? It's your self-talk that's so loud that you can't even hear God. God passing right by you. <laughs> you don't even know it was God. How you miss God? How you miss God? God showed me something on Friday, man. He showed me something, man. He said, before your enemy strikes, I've already went ahead of you. 
And when the enemy struck, I wasn't even surprised. I was just silent. I said, Lord, you fight this because I don't know how to fight this. We let little things frustrate us. Flat tire. Can't start, can't light the stove. <laughs> Come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. I'm, I'm just, children, you let your kids frustrate the world out of you. Take all the Christian in you. Out. Who's the parent? I'm just asking. Who's raising who? Sit over there. No, I think your kid's putting you in timeout. How are you going to let your kid put you in timeout? What kind of nonsense is that? Who's raising who? And then you eating the baby food. Next point is this. This one is real powerful. Don't let the lack of trust cause you to speak doubt. If you're going to speak, don't speak doubt. But don't let your lack of trust. What does it mean to trust God? A God that you don't see. A God I don't see. God, I know you're there. Listen, we serve a personal God. He's personal. He said, just be quiet, man. Let me fight for you. I will fight. You just be quiet. In other words, use your eyes, not your mouth. And quit peeking around everybody else's back door. (laughs) Amen. What a word, y'all. You don't have to fuss. You don't have to fight. You don't have to cuss. Stop all that cussing. And complaining. Be patient. Look at verse 15, and I'm gone. Then the Lord said, why are you crying out to who? See, there's a time to pray. There's a time to be quiet. There's a time to stand still. And there's a time to just be. Why are you crying out to me? Every time you talk to me is always a complaint. Lord, have mercy. Every time you say something to me, I'm talking about God now, right? All I hear from you is complaints. He says, zip it. Just be quiet. I know what's in your heart already. So is the Listen to this. Last point. He said, tell the sons of Israel to do what? Go for it. I know it says go forward, but go for it. Last point. <laughs> Don't miss your time to go for it. See, see, here's the thing. You done prayed and 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 prayed. You got so much prayer on you, you look like a prayer. But there comes a time where you got to stop praying. You got to start doing. You you catch what I'm saying? What do you think the word A-S-K stands for? Ask. Seek. Knock. Lord have mercy. It means what? After you ask, go what? Seek and then do what? In other words, you got to get up and go. Just go forward. Don't miss your time. Timing is everything. And a lot of us, amen, will miss our timing because all we're doing is crying. All we're doing is crying. Verse 30 says, thus the Lord saved Israel that day from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the seashore. When Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord. They should have been doing that earlier. And they believed in the Lord. Why is it you got to wait till he do something for you to believe? 
I'll close here by saying this. A tombstone contains a date of birth, date of death, and a dash. Above these things, the name of the deceased and below usually will be some kind of a statement. The main part of the the, the tombstone, though, is the dash. The dash is talking about what happened while the person was here on earth. What are you doing in between the day you were born and the dash? Because you don't have an end date yet. And if you keep saying tomorrow, next week, later, I don't have enough of this. I don't know how to do it. How long? Because one day that date will be put. When we meet God, he's going to want to discuss with you the dash. He's going to want to know what did you do? Or what did you do to serve him? What did you do towards that purpose that he had already placed in you? I want to encourage you today to go for it. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise. As I as we get ready to close today, I just want to say this to you. I know I've said this before. I know what this feels like. Because I've been here. I, I, I think that a lot of what's happened to me personally. I didn't, I didn't have to study a whole lot to get this. I'm living this I know what doubt looks like I know what the lack of trust looks like I know all of this because serving God can sometimes seem really really difficult because I'm relying so much on my human eyes and not looking through the eyes of faith And if you're here today, if you're here today, you say, Pastor, you know what? I'm ready to go for it. I'm up for the challenge. I'm ready to go forward. I'm ready to go.